Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Dude, I'm I'm sitting here making the uh, like the cutting of the throat signal, and Rich is like, "What? Do we have to stop the show? We have to stop it? No, it's. I took a sip of the wine, and I think we got a corked bottle or something. It tastes really off. Yeah, Blech. I'm gonna go crack something else then. We'll do it like at the break. What break? You know, the musical interlude. Let's just do it now. All right, we're back. Yep, we actually uh, hit pause. And remember to hit play again when we got back and we uncorked a new bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, should we tell them about the, the explosion <laughs> that happened earlier? Well, we, um, we, uh, we had uncorked a bottle of Cycles Gladiator, which is normally really good. And you can tell by my, my voice that my sinuses aren't quite healed yet. So this, this five-week-long sinus thing is amazing. Well, I don't know if our listeners are, are that in tune with the, your vocal changes. Well, I sound a little nasal, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like <laughs> plug my nose and only talk out of my mouth like this. No, that didn't work either. No. Yeah, John blasted apart one of my beautiful <laughs> pieces of crystal. <laughs> this is like a comedy of errors. We're sitting here, you know, doing prep, we're selecting music and everything, and I go to hand a CD over to Rich, and, right? And there was a wine glass in the way. There was a wine glass right in my line of motion of my hand, and, and bam. And it was one of my wine glasses, yes. by the way. It tipped over, and just the act of tipping over, the thing exploded. I mean, it was like lined with C4 or something. <laughs> well, these are very, very fine. I mean, don't do that. It might break. It might break. Stop. It's going to break. They're just very, very fine-walled crystal, and John <laughs> smashed it into a thousand pieces, so... <laughs> We had to do some cleanup. Yeah. The show yeah. started an hour later than normal. Yeah, pretty much. But we're okay. No one got cut yet. There were no injuries. We survived. That's right. That's right. So it's uh, the new year. It's aught nine. Technically, it isn't, but it is. <laughs> no, it is. Okay. As far as anyone else is concerned, it is oh nine. And uh, we'll talk a little bit if about- If you're listening to this, it's oh nine. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about uh, some of our ideas for oh nine and- what we think might or might not happen, and what we don't want to happen. I need you to talk for a minute. Keep keep it rolling. Here. Um, I'm going to keep rolling because I got. I'm hot. I got to take a layer off. <laughs> He's going to shed some skin. I'm going I'm to shed a layer. <laughs> yeah, we've been running up and down these stairs, to doing the cleanup and everything. And in the the studio is actually in a second story. Uh, it's a padded room. It's not unlike a, a, a psycho ward. I think if we just put, like, heavy deadbolts on here and a little slot in the door, we can put a, a food tray in. It would be perfect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm layerless now. I'm, I'm shy okay. one layer. Yeah, we, we've been running up and down the stairs, so uh, I'm out of breath. Rich is, like, seven degrees hotter than normal. I am. I'm sweating because we were cleaning up, and then, oh, boy. And then we've got wine in our system. A little bit. Well, weird wine. It almost tasted carbonated. There was something yeah. funky about that original bottle. Not that there's anything wrong with that brand. The Cycles is great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be very good. And then 
It, sometimes it happens. Like I don't know if it's like extra uh, yeast or extra sugar or some air or something got in there. Maybe uh, probably not the air. But it tasted carbonated. There was a little fizz to it. There was it. A, a weird fizz on the tongue. Yeah, it was yeah. odd. And just as we were starting the show, I took a sip, and it was one of those natural reactions. My body was saying, get it out of me. Get it out of yeah, me. Yeah, John started doing the cut symbol by his neck, and I went, oh, no, now we got to start over again? No. But we're good. We're good. So we're going to so start we the opened show. Up, uh, well, let's tell him. We opened up one of our favorites, a Sebastiani Cabernet Sauvignon, or... Or is around these parts, the Cabernet Sauvignon, yep. and it's a, it's an aught five Cabernet Sauvignon. Sebastiani hasn't failed us yet. Nothing is as good as the O2 that we had that one day, but what are you going to do, you know? Well, what I should do later on is uh, check the website and see just how many times we've had that. Probably a half dozen. I think we've had the O2, the O3, the O4, and now we've had the O5. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. So, anything else going on? Not a whole lot going on. Um... Um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> so, well, we're just going to kick in some New music. Year's, well, no, no, I want to, I want oh, to, two things I want to mention. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to apologize to our listeners and to Mr. Philippe Petit, uh, the wire walker who walked between the Twin Towers back in, um, what was that, 1974 or something like that, right? I don't know. I didn't see the movie. You did. You need to see it. But, um, so I caught a repeat of Conan O'Brien last night, right? And it was from the summertime, right before the Olympics were going to be broadcast. And I really didn't know it was a repeat till he said, yeah, everybody looking forward to the Olympics, blah, 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 blah. And then he announced his guests, and one of the guests was Philippe Petit. And that show was broadcast, I think it was August 7th, and that was the 34th anniversary of Philippe Petit's walking between the Twin Towers. And he had Philippe on as a guest, so I stayed up late. And I watched Philippe Petit, and I want to correct something I said, because one of the things I said, I was very disappointed that they didn't have any motion picture camera footage of his walk. You know, I said something like they smuggled 5,000 pounds of equipment up to the top of the Twin Towers, but they couldn't have added a 10-pound camera. I know, and you said it with like a, like a smarmy tone in your voice. I know, I'm like that. You were, you were almost sarcastic. and A lot uh, of sarcasm. There was some a lot bile of, a lot of hate. in there. A lot of hate. You're a hater. Yeah, and... So anyway, Philippe Petit explained yesterday on the repeat that he indeed, they did bring a camera, 16-millimeter motion picture camera, and after the man who was assigned to do those duties took a few still photos, it was his job to go get the 16-millimeter camera and shoot some live-action footage of Philippe Petit, except by the time the man got to the camera to uh, start shooting the motion pictures, the police had made it to the top of the tower, and they kind of apprehended them. They didn't take them away in case Philippe Petit needed them for support. They kept them on the roof of the buildings, but they did not allow him to use the motion picture camera to shoot the event. So that's why we don't have any real live action footage of that. So in any case, uh, well, it would have been nice. Yeah, so all you can do is make fun of them for not running fast enough. You know? That's right. Perhaps the cops, Girly were, men. the cops were too fast. Maybe, Girly a, French maybe there was a donut store on the top of the towers. Well, back then it was the 70s. Um, they were in better shape. <laughs> Would that it were. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is reference the, the streets of San Francisco. Well, there you go. They had car chases. <laughs> on the, on Jumping the, over uh, hoods, going over hills. Lots of sideburns. They had car chases on the top of the Twin Towers. <laughs> that would have been fun. So we we do this salon. I know I've mentioned it. It's where Rich gets his hair done. On the podcast before, but it's, a, it's an organized discussion group. And the topic of the last salon was um, 
Well, I mean, I don't quite know what the topic was, but one of our assignments was to bring a warrior poem, you know, something that implies warrior to you, something that you may have written or something that you may have enjoyed, you know, uh, written by someone else. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank Guilfoyle wrote a, a poem called Happy Warrior, A Happy Warrior. And I asked him if I could, could read. He brought copies for everyone, in fact. This is a slightly purplish <laughs> copy wine because stained. of the wine. But... um. I asked him if uh, I could read this, and he uh, granted me permission to do so. Hit it, Slick. When planning my future, I did observe it would be an advantage to join the reserve. It almost reads like it was a night before Christmas or something. (laughs) I didn't know what would be in store. I never thought we'd go to war. Before I knew it, I was on a fast track, joining the surge off to Iraq. A roadside bomb kicked my arse, gangrene set in, and it got worse. (laughs) Not a great rhyme. They tried and tried to fix my bowel with a bag I call my Colin Powell. (laughs) There's so much joy when I don't have to pay. My medical bills go to the VA. There's no more pisses, no more shits, thanks to Cheney and Wolfowitz. (laughs) And how would you like it, President Bush, going through life with half a tush? Ridiculing these names, I've heard it tell, is not polite, but war is hell. Yeah. A little entertaining little piece by uh, by Frank that he actually opened the salon. He he was the first reading that night, and uh, it was very entertaining. When you said – you mentioned this to me before, I think, about the warrior poetry. And the first thing that sprung to my mind was Images by Tyrone Green. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think we were talking about that at the last podcast before. <laughs> right. And Kill my landlord. If you, if you haven't heard that, just look it up, YouTube it, whatever, Images <clears throat> by Tyrone Green. It's when uh, Eddie Murphy was young and still a uh, – he was a minor cast member on minor Saturday Night Live. He, he was one of those guys at the end where they would say, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he would show up in like the the, the little uh, skits that they did, the film pieces, and then they would play them in between. They are just trying out his, his material. He was raw. I mean, this was before Eddie Murphy raw, but he was like in a prison and he's <laughs> reading his poem. It's great. Kill I'm not going to read it because we might get sued. That's right. Yeah, they don't like that. But uh, you will find um, copies of it. At least the uh, text of it on the internet. Right. You know what time it is? Time for a tune? It's hammer time. <laughs> Let's check it out.
That was a song called The Chair, which uh, was recorded and performed and written by uh, a band I worked for back in the 80s called the Luftwaffe. Yeah, we've mentioned them before. Yeah, we played a couple of their other tracks in the past, and um, that one was always one of my favorites. Kind of funny, though. We were just talking about someone who got half his ass blown off. Yeah. And we went into this. We didn't even plan that. No, that was unintentional, and... um, I used to get goosebumps when they'd play this live. I, I don't know why, but it, uh, it... Because you were drinking. Yeah, no, that's one thing didn't really do on the road back then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? Well, I was pretty underage. Oh. The bars would have served you were us. 12? I was 16, 17 on the you road with young? a rock band. Yeah. Mm. I was still in high school. Wow. Living it up. Did a little drinking, but... Living large? Not a lot. Mostly, you know, Pepsi or whatever. <laughs> Seriously. Have you seen the new Pepsi logo? I have not. It's just, it, it amazes me that, that these companies, they spend millions of dollars. I'm sure this this was a lot of money. And uh, I was just in the grocery store today and I saw like Pepsi and it looked like a brand new product on the shelves and my eye just turned to it. And it looked like the Pepsi, the typical Pepsi logo that got stepped on. It was just uh, kind of weird. And, and you wonder, why do they do that? Does that attract people to the product more and it didn't well every 20 years they need to change you know 20 years ago they started michael jackson on fire and now they're (laughs) well i mean they could start other celebrities on fire and they should madonna she's (laughs) right for burning that's right she needs a good uh (laughs) uh, cleansing (laughs) cleansing by fire searing on the grill you know keep the juices in there's not a much not much meat there though (laughs) she's uh, mostly bone she's not anorexic like some of these women she's not but she's kind of scary looking i think i'd hit that (laughs) <laughs> and my name is not Rodriguez. I, I would too, with a bat. <laughs> no, that's just cruel. Yeah. And of course, now I'm going to get hate mail. We don't even get violent, any mail. Violence. I mean, have we gotten a new review well, you on, know our, on our iTunes page That's yet? going to be the goal. Before I was trying to start untrue rumors, you know, about the, you know, like the dogs getting cancer from vinegar. Yes. Oh, by the way, nail polish, it's a good uh, weight reducer. Oh, good. You drink it. Nail polish remover? Yeah. Good for reducing that's, weight. Uh, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Uh, yeah. It will take weight off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably damage your liver and kidneys and well, it'll all start other there. vital organs. It'll start there. That's one of the side effects. But yeah, that's that's you know the other goal is to to get as much hate mail as possible. That's well, we got to get a review, a new iTunes review. True. Okay, now we're gonna start paying for them. Have we gotten one yet? No. You sure? Did you check like today? I didn't check today. Did you check yesterday? I'll, I'll check tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so we're not sure. So someone out there, review us on iTunes, damn it, or I'll come and kick your booties. All right. So let's jump right into it. New Year's resolutions. We will get something, one more review something on like iTunes. That. <laughs> Why, how is that related to iTunes, the it's, resolutions? That's one of our resolutions. We oh. resolved this year to get one yes. more review on iTunes. There you go. So it all's all making sense now. So it's, it's a it's a rough segue into this into a, a somewhat undefined segment. <laughs> this segment is what are our predictions, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, uh, and our do not wants for two thousand nine. Um. Well, Shoot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out there. Um, out of Iraq. How's that? American troops. I'm out with of you Iraq. on that. That was in my top five list. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and I have my another top five one list for a couple of years. But, I, yeah. I have another one that's somewhat related to that, but you know, you, and what, what more is there to say on that one? I mean, out of Iraq. Done. If, if the reports are true, I don't think it's going to happen this year. And even if they're in some sort of accelerated pace, I think that it's going to be eighteen to twenty-four months. Well, but I think that they're going to start drawing down yeah, troops this year. That would be I uh, hope. That would be uh, absolutely reasonable. Hope. And what is one of yours? 
Um, I hope that the Yankees actually make it into the playoffs. Ha! Now, how selfish and ridiculous <laughs> is that one? This is hopes and dreams. This is this is not something that's like realistic by any means. Now, do you want Manny? Um, for all of the people uh, out there who, who don't know anything about baseball and could care less, Manny Ramirez is probably one of the best hitters in baseball. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's probably one of the best hitters in baseball and, for the past 25 years. And and one of the worst fielders as well. One of the not worst. exactly a and, Golden Glover out there. And he is apparently clubhouse cancer. Uh, yes. He, he's yeah. in a clubhouse. The he Mets bring, ownership want no part of it. He brings people down. He's very selfish. You know, he's the kind of guy where he just wouldn't show up to a game. Not not practice. He just wouldn't show up to a game because he didn't feel like it. That so kind anyway, of it, that, Manny Ramirez played for yeah. the Boston Red Sox. Now he's on the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's available. He's available. and Dangerous um, hitter. I don't think the Yankees are going to pick him up because they have a, uh, a pretty good left fielder, Xavier Nady. Whatever. Put him in right. Put him in you know. <laughs> And I Actually, think, left field is the position for him because center and right, right are more demanding. But yeah, left. You know what? Left field in the stands watching the game. Best yeah, but, position but for can, him. Can Xavier Nadai hit like Manny Ramirez? Not many people can. Nady's okay at bat. He's got a great arm. But Nady at the bat. There was a poem about him. I think there was. It's an old Greek poem. I was actually watching uh, some uh, sports stuff on SNY today. And the uh, broadcasters really want the, the Wilpons, the owners of the Mets organization, to go after Manny. But as I understand it, um, not enamored of the Manny, the Mets ownership. So uh, No one is. Really, no one is. I think the only person who I've heard uh, talk about Manny in positive terms is um, Joe Torre, the manager of the, the Dodgers now. Yeah. And I think that's because Joe Torre is incapable of saying a negative thing about a current player. Well, the interesting thing is that because nobody wants him, the market is driving his price down. Right. So he may end up on the Mets just because they might be able to get him in a deal. You know, who knows? But Yeah, but I don't think he's the kind of guy who would want to just sit, you know, and, and hit every once in a while. No, no, no. They'd, they'd put him in left field. You think Possibly they'd, they'd right, him? but they'd, they'd, oh, they'd play him. What do you mean? He's one of the most dangerous hitters of all time. Of course they're going to play him. Well, if he's in the National League, he can't be DH. No, but he's, they're going to put him in left field. Yeah. Left field is an open position for the Mets. Who's there now? Nobody? Uh, it was a platoon with some veterans, you know, guys who play okay, but they're not great, and one of whom got traded away in that big deal that brought J.J. Putz, Putz, Putz. Putz. That's a horrible name yeah, for a baseball Yeah, I know. Player. There used to be Putz. a guy named Rusty Coons. Careful how you say that. <laughs> Well, K-U-N-T-Z. There was a guy who was playing this year, or this, last year, who was a uh, a reliever. His name was Balfour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him. That's like worse. That's Balfour. Like, that's right. That's the last thing you want a pitcher to, to be named, Balfour. I know, but it's better than Rusty Kuntz. <laughs> K-U-N-T-Z. Coons. Oh, it's spelled that way. I yeah. Thought, no, I thought it was no, like it was, the other way. It was careful how you say way. that. No, it's, it's absolutely filthy. It's like the lawyer, Kunzler. Okay, it's my turn again. Hit me. How about no more Guantanamo Bay for uh, these ridiculous uh, the, these 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 uh, what, what are we calling them? They 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 classified them something special, so no rights would apply to them. Non combatants, no, or something? they're uh, enemy combatants. Enemy combatants, right? They're not they're not war criminals. They're not prisoners. Uh, they have no legal status. In fact. Um, well, they deserve legal status. Yeah, they and, don't even uh, exist in terms of our laws. Close 
Guantanamo. Actually, just get rid of Gitmo in general. Why do we need to be in Cuba? Get the freak out of there. I mean, From what I understand, though, that's one of like the first priorities that that he's said the, the yeah. new the new president is yeah. going to do is he's going to close Guantanamo. I, I don't think he means the whole base. I think he right. means the prisoner thing. Right. But. He's going to get them out of it. I I just hope that it's not one of those deals where they just shuffle them around and sweep them under the rug and he puts them somewhere else just as bad. But no, I I think he's going to deal with them a little more appropriately and a little more respectfully than than Mr. Bush did. But we'll see. You know, we got um, about two weeks before he's uh, um, sworn in. All right. And and I'm going to go with uh, one of those same types of promises. I hope, I hope this year we have some actual traction, some movement towards a different health care system. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm serious. This uh, he's is beholden to I, – I saw the number of the number of campaign contributions he got from the big – the pharm- pharmaceuticals and the big medicine sort of uh, lobbies. And I, I don't think we're going to be rushing to a British-style or Canadian-style health care system no, too that soon. No, wasn't even his, that wasn't even his stated plan that we were going to be doing that kind of a thing. But it would be nice if, you know, unemployed people could be covered and we could get some sort of coverage for people like me because I am still unemployed. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the thing that I that I'm I'm particularly irked about, and this is something that happened. It's been going on probably for about six months now, and, and uh, it sort of came to a head. They, you didn't the cream didn't fix that. No, <laughs> it, it came to a head uh, actually. Well, over my va- my vacation here uh, between uh, the holidays. Does it still itch, or is it only burning now? <laughs> It only hurts when I pee. <laughs> no, no. no, the, the thing that's that a little I'm, zapper reference. The thing that I'm talking about is we had this. I'm not getting into the, the details, but it's it was a uh, 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 something that that my wife had to go to the the doctor about. She she got the doctor from our our health plan uh, got approval for uh, some tests and for uh, some uh, medical equipment. We got all of that. We, it was uh, the insurance was supposed to pay for that, and then during that period of time, she got a new job and switched health insurance uh, with the new company. But it's actually she switched to the the same HMO, so it's the same HMO. It's not even like a different HMO. Same HMO. Well, who's, have, who, how are you covered through her or you? Uh, we were covered through me through this one company. She switched to her plan because it was better. We went all went over to her plan. To the same HMO that and her and her company pays more now, so it was a better deal for us. But because it was a different company, the coverage was slightly different, and the agreement was slightly different between them. But we're even going to the same doctor, the same procedure, and everything. But the thing is, as we were switching over to the new plan, the new plan didn't cover some of the medical equipment, right? So, your your own personal CT scanner? What 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 was what, no? What's up it, with that? It, well, it's not even anything like ultra private. It's a CPAP machine for breathing at night. Oh yeah. Okay. So the thing is, it was the doctor approved all this. The doctor I made a joke. You didn't even actually have to right. answer it the, seriously. <clears throat> no. The the doctor approved all this. The doctor felt that it was necessary for her to get the testing and and for her to try the the equipment out to help her out. But the thing is. The new company, the same company, but the new plan didn't want to pay for that, even though the doctor already approved it. And the doctor felt that that was the best care for her. So we had to fight, and we were fighting and fighting and fighting, and we eventually lost. And now I had to write a check over this vacation for $1,000 for this equipment 
that we had been told we were going to have paid for. That was on the old plan, though? Yeah, it was on the old plan. But then when we, as we switched over, when she got the equipment, so it's just, it's ridiculous. This, this whole system is ridiculous. The doctor is the one who should be taking care of us. It's not, it's not health company. It's, it should be health care, right? Well, it's, it's, it's the medical business. Right. That's, even what, though that's my point. Some people would call it the medical profession. Yeah. But really, it's a business. But but that's that's really the the gist of what I'm what I'm getting at is that I really really want to see just some changes so that the the health system it's not even a, the health industry the health <laughs> business can turn into the it's really, like the health <clears throat> auction right it, it really turns into the health care business where people are in business to taking or in business for taking care of people the doctor is the one who should be making the decision as to what equipment is necessary and what procedures, what tests are necessary, not the people who are, you know, making 15 bucks an hour canceling uh, canceling these policies because someone smoked one cigarette 20 years ago. And Dude, you're no a commie covered. freaking bastard. I know. I'm a pinko, uh, limey. No, that's, that's not even a word. Limey? Yeah. It I'm, is if you're British. Well, I'm just throwing these things out of And you're subject to scurvy. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, lefty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pinko lefty. You know, I'm I'm a bra burning <laughs> pinko bra, draft card burning, draft <laughs> dodging. You could be president. No, it's just it irks the crap out of me that that you know, we've got this this system that and I've said this a million times before even on on this podcast that that doesn't care about people. It cares about the profits and they have this veneer of caring about people's health. Well, it's a it's an illusion. <laughs> right. So anyways, that's my hope, that we can even make one small step towards uh, a better system. Hmm. Well, it would be nice. You know, it would certainly benefit a guy like me. And there's certainly people who are in need of health care far more than me right now, even though I almost cut my finger off the other day and I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room, but thankfully it healed. I was able to stop the bleeding. Did you put staples in it? No, I, 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 I really, I was dicing uh, garlic and I cut into my finger really, really deeply with a very sharp knife. And I had, there was a trail of blood between my kitchen cutting board and my bathroom sink. And I went, oh shit, this sucks. I don't have health care and I need stitches. And I was afraid it wouldn't stop bleeding, but I put direct pressure on it for about two minutes. Super glue, dude. I doused it with alcohol and then I put direct pressure on it for two minutes and the bleeding stopped and then it was just a big slit. So then I just put a band-aid on it. As long as I wasn't bleeding anymore, I was, uh, you know, I figured I was fine. And it's, it was about 10 days ago and it, it's healed up pretty good. You can still see the slit, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, that was deep, dude. That went to the bone. I mean, I was dicing garlic like this and... <laughs> Well, what you could do now is you can you can say that that you got that nom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've got scars all over my body. Actually, they're all great stories. They're all from nom. <laughs> they're all from nom. That's right. Where were you? I was in Gang Bang, <laughs> Donne. Actually, you can't even say that anymore. With our generation, it's uh, yeah. I was in. Uh, I was in the Gulf. Afghanistan. I was or in the Gulf. The first the Gulf first War. Gulf. That would Gulf have been one. That would have been a little more appropriate for my age. Not the sequel. Yeah, I'm a former Navy SEAL. I kill people for fun. I could kill you with my little toe. I've got 17 ways of killing you with just my index finger. You know what? Well, anyway. One of them involves bowel resection. It's it's bowel resection. It's my turn, right? Go ahead. Well, I I guess I'm going to throw out employment, right? For me, I might as well be employed in some meaningful and, and fulfilling way, you know? And we're working towards that, but right now I'm still on the dole. You're on the dole. You're Bob Dole. You're on the take. Bob Dole. <laughs> what is that? You're on the take? What's what's that phrase? 
uh, I thought it was you're on, on the You're on the lamb. No, um, that, that's, that's when you're hiding. That's that's when you're uh, that's when you're a uh, a fugitive. And, you, and, and there's a Tommy man. Lee Jones there's a one-armed man chasing you. <laughs> no, you're looking for the one-armed man. Let's see. Yeah, so I um, I'm hoping for employment soon in a, a meaningful and fulfilling way. Yep. Well, that's another general hope and wish that I've got also for the in, improving years. the economy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is uh, I hope that for this nation that that uh, the economy improves. Screw the nation. I need a freaking job, dude. Yo. Well, it's trickle down. That's right. If the nation improves, you'll improve, right? I think, yeah. As GM goes, so go the employees. Yeah. And something I might talk about uh, next week, uh, Lawrence Lessig. Yes. I was just reading an article of his yesterday about uh, how he feels that the bailouts are ridiculous and they should not be taking place, that these companies should be dying on the vine or restructuring. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, the current administration feels differently. So is that your thing? My thing? I don't know what my thing is. My my thing is that I, I, I hope that the economy improves, and I have no idea what uh, GM has to do with the uh, economy improving. I don't think it, I don't think these bailouts are going to help that in one bit. Are you done? Is I'm that done. your thing? My, yeah, I'm done. I think I'm, I'm, I'm running out. I think I'm done with things. So generally, uh, better health care system, more employment, better economy, and Yankees winning the World Series. Yeah. Yankees <laughs> winning the World Series. <laughs> I think that's the summary. Um, and then everything will be right with the world again. Yeah. I'm, I know there was something else for me. I'd like to get to a game this year. Yeah, I'd like to get to a couple games, actually. Um, well, new stadiums for both the Mets and the Yankees. Right, That'll right. be exciting. I think, um, actually, Betsy and I are planning on that. We're going we're gonna to put together a family trip um, for my father-in-law's birthday. He's a big Yankees fan. We're going to have everyone uh, surprise him and meet him at Yankee Stadium sometime ew. this year. And by everyone, you mean George Costanza, Derek Jeter, Don Mattingly, the entire <laughs> Reggie Yankees, Jackson, the entire Yankee organization Bruce, will Lou be there Gehrig. for him, and then me, and my wife, and the kids, and then uh, his kids and spouses and other kids, that kind of stuff. I guess my other my other um, wish for the new year would be, you know. Had a lot of strife in my life, you know, in the past. I, I sound really ill again, you're, don't you're I? You're starting I to very, rhyme all the time. I, I, I'm so, sounding very nasal as well. But I'm hoping for um, clarity, whatever, you know. Epiphany. Uh, uh, no, I don't want an epiphany. That sounds painful. We all know how painful that can be. But um, boom. I'm here till nine. Try the veal. <laughs> um, I'm oh. hoping for. Um, um, clarity. Clarity, no. I'm hoping for resolution. Claritin. Could actually use that. Flowmax. <laughs> That's right. I heard a comedian talking. You have to increase your flow. I heard a comedian talking about that the other day. Flowmax? I think it was Seinfeld. Seinfeld came out and did stand-up on Letterman oh, two weeks ago, and he goes, you know, it's pretty sad. What's up with that? No, he goes, it's pretty <laughs> sad when everybody's just wishing... To get Flomax, and he just went on and on about Flomax, you know. But what's wrong with that? I mean, I imagine it would suck not to be able to urinate well, you know. Well, yeah. I don't have any problems with urinating. I so... don't have any problems with it at all. Yeah. It's just the side effects that scare me. Yeah, that's right. Happy fun ball. <laughs> Do not taunt Flomax. <laughs> 
And, you know, not to sound gross or anything, but that one in particular has a side effect that really uh, makes me wonder. Which, Flomax? Yeah. What, what, what side effect? Uh, it's a decrease in semen. Oh. Well, you know, you, are you looking for more kids? I mean, no, to no, me, no. that's a benefit. No, no, I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. It makes me wonder <laughs> who measures it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But not clarity. I'm looking for... Um, I, I harmony, harmony. I guess would be the word. That e I'm harmony. For. I'm on there, but they can't find me a mate. I'm just such a picky son of a bitch. You know? You're mateless. I am mateless. Anyway, you're peerless. I I am as is Libsyn. Oy. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. I put that up on my uh, Facebook page. Did you notice that? I, I, I did. I, yeah, I did. Anyway, um, we got another track. We're going to play a tune and uh, check it out. Record Store Renegade by Bankrupt. Just, just some good old-fashioned, in-your-face punk rock. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, old punk. It's not like late 70s punk. It's not like the Sex Pistols. No. No, or the They the sounded Ramones like they actually knew their way around a chord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and if you did, you were considered corporate by Johnny Rotten. I saw Sell him out. on. Yeah, I saw him on like Letterman or Conan. Yeah, or he's something. still floating around doing stuff. Well, they they we get they got together. I just saw him on Palladium, the HD music channel that I get. The Sex Pistols reunited for a lot of money <laughs> and performed. That's so ironic. And I know it's not ironic. It's hypocritical. I think. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Yeah, I think it is. It's like rain on your wedding day. It's like, what are the other ones that she said that weren't really ironic? You know, jagged Little Pill. Are you talking about her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole song was ironic because some of those examples were not irony. 
theater of irony. There was a Saturday Night Live skit where they would did this thing called theater of irony, and then they would present these situations that were so not ironic, you know, <laughs> to be funny. So what did you see? See what? You mean at the movies? At your little film gathering. Well, I don't want to talk about this too long because we're running a little long here, but I saw a film called Happy Go Lucky. Yes. It very much reminded me of that film that I reviewed and then you forgot I reviewed and then you reviewed it on our show called Me, You, and Everyone Else We Know, Mm -hmm. Miranda July, a little quirky little film. And Happy Go Lucky was uh, directed by Mike Lee, who did a film in 2004, 2005 called Vera Drake. I don't know if you saw that. It was about um, like illegal abortions in England in the 40s. I remember the, the title. It was very good. It was very good. And a lot of actors that were in uh, Happy Go Lucky were in Vera Drake as well. But um, Happy Go Lucky is about a woman named, I think her name was Pop. I don't have my notes in front of me. Poppy, so I think, because I've seen the, the previews and this is one of those films that I really want to see. Yeah, the lead actress was uh, was named Poppy. That's not her real name, but that's her nickname. And her goal in life is to just make every place she goes a brighter place by being positive and having a, a positive outlook and a positive vibe. But throughout the film, she finds herself – she's confronted by people who are not as happy as she is, maybe even a little angry or a little racist. But she she confronts the situations head on and she deals with it and she just tries to make them better people in the process. I mean there's a couple of performances in this film. She starts taking driving lessons and there's an actor in this film and I forget his name but his driving instructor – and Raha, his her driving instructor is just this mad psychopath. And I mean, if this guy and I really wish I could remember his name. And since we don't have John's computer on the internet in my new studio, we can't look it up. But anyway, this guy for his performance as her driving instructor deserves best supporting actor Academy Award. I mean, it was one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. And and that's not the only quirky person she runs into the film. She starts taking. Latin dancing lessons and there's just this very angry woman who was left by her husband and you know in in teaching these classes she she gets herself into this like state where she just starts remembering and she's angry about her husband leaving her and then she just storms off and leaves the students behind you know and they kind of have to like you know wait till next week to continue but there's some remarkable performances in there uh it's a really wonderful story very quirky not unlike that miranda july film that uh we we talked about a few years ago you me and everyone else we know if i'm not mistaken though this is has some other similarities is that uh the lead actress i think also wrote the film too i think that she had a She's either the, writing the screenplay or she has not something, sure. not something sure. to do with it. But it's quirky. You know, the, 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 the character is quirky, like Miranda July's character in You, Me, and Everyone We Know. And, and it'll just bring a smile to your face, you know. And yet at the same time, there's all those serious overtones of the film, you know, having to deal with the mental illness of her, her driving instructor. I mean, yeah. the guy was a little over the top, you know. And it was just amazing. His performance was amazing. You you just really need to see this. And there's a, there's a lot of good performances in there. And it's just it's nice to see a film that really kind of makes you feel good when you leave. But at the same time, there were moments when you were a little creeped out. You know, I mean, by the by the driving instructor or by the, the dance instructor. She was great. Um, and, and in like in 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 so many films and TV shows that I watch, I end up liking some of the minor players more than the main players. Like. For me in this film, the, the two most interesting characters were the dance instructor and the driving instructor, despite the fact that the, the lead character was an amazing, charming, and quirky, you know, wonderful person as well. But anyway, this is one you should see, Happy Go Lucky, directed by Mike Lee. I believe it's a 2008 film. 
you know, you're not going to see it in a lot of big theaters, but it's it's really worth seeking out. Put it in your blockbuster queue. Well, I'm definitely going to do that, and I've already actually I've already done that in my Netflix queue. Oh, you're one of those. And Tommy apparently this bastard. is not going to be coming out until like March. But I, I, the thing that you were saying about you know the, the minor characters being more interesting um, and some of the your favorites isn't that don't you think because the the lead character has to in order to be accessible and, and in order to carry the film don't they have to somewhat follow familiar arcs and and the the minor characters aren't bound by that they can do anything they want to do they can be completely off the wall because they don't have to be developed from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie well to and continue it, our discussion from last week yeah they they have a format the, <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 lead actors have a format i you know yeah so yeah i absolutely agree some of the the minor characters in in pretty much every film i mean even look at uh older films well like, i'm gonna throw a film out beverly hills cop <laughs> and, and what's what after serge. Serge. serge he stole the film carried the film and, and there are no small roles. There are only small actors. Who said that? Uh, you. I'm sitting right here. In front of you. <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I think it was um, the guy who produced Dick Van Dyke. Um, uh, Rob uh, Reiner. Reiner's father. Carl Reiner. Carl I think Reiner. Carl Reiner might have said that. Well, the the thing I'm thinking of is the Maltese Falcon. You've got Bogart. Wilmer. You got <laughs> Bogart. He was. The typical Bogart, strong character, interesting character, but every other character around him was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Including Wilmer. Wilmer was awesome. You love the Wilmer. He got his ass kicked. And well, his gun's taken away. He did. That's because he wasn't as tough as he thought. Hey, guess what? I don't know. What do you got, man? Oh, hey. hey. Claxons. It's the end of the show. That means we're done. Another one in the can. <laughs> well, for you, that's nothing new. <laughs> okay. We're not going to go down that road. The frat boy road. <laughs> no, I, I I bring that up because I listen to Twit every once in a while, and that's what they say every single time at the end of the show. Another Twit is in the can. We're and resolving we... not to be frat boys in 2009. <laughs> I, I resolve not. That's right. Anyway, you've been listening to our first broadcast of Bloodthirsty Vegetarians in the, the 2009th year of our Lord. There you go. <laughs> Throwing that out there. Invoking the Lord. That's right. <laughs> Gotta. You know how I'm a believer. Yep. This is John Tellerico. Rich Wilgett. You are Butterbean. And I am the Crippler. Stinkfinger. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. <laughs>